Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of The Gold Podcast. I'm your host, Isabel O'Brien, pleased to be here as ever. And I'm joined by Jade as well. How are you doing, Jade? Very good, thank you. Very interested to learn more about this special episode you mentioned. What have we got coming up today? Yes, we are sharing our Catalyst interview today, a teaser of our Catalyst interview. Um, It's been a while since we've done one of these, so we're very much looking forward to sharing it. And the interview is going to be with Andreas Konyechny, who is the Vice President and Head of Medical Affairs Europe at Immunogen. Sounds very interesting. Let's get into it. So, as I mentioned, Andreas is a Medical Affairs Leader at Immunogen. This is a biotech company, in case you don't know, that specializes in antibody drug conduits, and it's a role that he took on only in September this year, so he's very new to the company. And although he's been in the industry for many years, he actually started out as a physician. He is medically trained, working with cancer patients in his native Germany before co-founding a biotech startup in the early 2000s. That's right. And so he found himself in the pharmaceutical industry. Since then, he's worked for a range of big players from Bayer to GSK, following his passion for oncology every step of the way. But you can learn much more about Andreas in his full Catalyst interview out tomorrow. For now, though, let's get started with our exclusive preview. So to kick things off, we're going to hear from Andreas as he shares his thoughts on how medical affairs teams can help to drive the positive impact of antibody drug conjugates. Let's have a listen. Certainly there are two specific tasks that medical affairs needs to get done before a successful launch. Number one, it's a targeted therapy. So we have a companion diagnostic that needs to be in the market that needs to be available. The pathologists need to be very likely trained to have a proper and consistent reading to identify the right patients that should have access to that molecule or not. So that is uh, sometimes not an easy task. And and certainly with the new IVDR um, that we have, the medical device regulation in Europe, this has become a task that is uh, not super straightforward. I think we see that now the first couple of companies are going through this new process with the EMA and also the, the diagnostic partners are going through this process in a, in a new way. Therefore, there's a lot of learning for the industry to do that. So having the, the knowledge of, let's say, the technical expertise but at the same time, also the, the relevance to the patient and to the healthcare system, I think is very helpful. And medical affairs, to me, plays a very critical role here because all this needs to be happen before launch. The second step is um, that many ADCs have also a particular set of side effects. So education about side effect management to also ideally prevent as much as you can those side effects to keep patients um, on therapy so that they have also better efficacy, better responses to therapy is quite important. Many ADCs have a particular side effect that affects the cornea in the eye. And therefore, this is um, a wonderful example where two groups of physicians need to work together that probably didn't have much exposure to each other before. So we have an ophthalmologist and an oncologist, and uh, you will have to build those bridges where they talk to each other, understand what the particular need is for that patient. 
So also here, I think medical affairs plays a vital role to help establish those bridges, those connections, certainly with the medical education aspect of this to help facilitate that dialogue. So there are certainly many steps that go into ensuring ADCs are successful and medical affairs teams play a huge role in implementing these actions to help patients gain access to the treatments. Also really interesting to hear what an important role he thinks teamwork's going to play between those physicians from different disciplines. That's right. And speaking of teamwork, in our next clip, Andreas shares his advice on how to help introverts and extroverts work together on a project and his goal to approach leadership with trust. I think understanding the, the qualities of each individual. So it's, I think, beyond the usual team building. It is, for me, team building is such a, you know, commoditized term, actually, for, yes, let's do a team building. Everybody's bored to death, and then you go back home and get your job done. That's not what I mean. I think really about spending quality time together, doing something maybe a bit more unusual, um, and this is not about doing some exciting event or something, but really spending time where you can build trust among each other and also understand, hey, this person has a very high degree of knowledge, for example, or this person, I appreciate this person because he or she is opening doors that I probably would be too shy to open them. So I think if you, if you can achieve that this is understood in a very positive way, this helps. But I would say I've seen that also leaders have probably recruited the right people in their team, but they have not role modeled the trust component well enough. And I think that is that is the one thing that I think we as leaders are responsible for, to role model trust, that everyone feels empowered to walk up to me and say, hey, Andreas, I think we need to do it differently, or hey, I think you're wrong. And therefore, I'm always trying to be humble enough that I admit my failures publicly. And uh, hey, I, I make mistakes for sure, probably a lot more than I'm even aware. And um, I really appreciate if people challenge me on that in a in a positive way, of course. And what I try to to role model is that I talk about this openly. I also admit, hey, yes, you're right. I probably thought about this in the wrong way. And I think this shows people that they can articulate themselves very openly in a team with, with me as a leader and gives them the confidence, hey, um, I can also maybe go a little bit beyond the normal. I can stretch a little bit myself, allow myself maybe to go into an area that is a bit uncomfortable because I'm allowed to make a mistake. And so this trust component for me is, I think, what helps tremendously bring those different personalities together. It's really great to see how Andreas role models trust and brings an open-minded attitude to his office. It's a really great way of encouraging people to step out of their comfort zone and explore new areas that they might not normally do. Mm, and it's a great approach to allow employees to feel comfortable making mistakes. I think that fosters a really fantastic environment for innovation. Now for our final clip, Andreas shares his take on gaining leadership skills through the incredibly useful power of observation. I don't think anyone starts after university time with like, okay, that's my leadership profile that I want to be and I will improve on that and be that. So I think it comes over time. And for me, it was at the beginning of my career observing different leaders. 
and you do that automatically, right? But you also, if you try to analyze and understand why does this person behave this way and what does it trigger in others? What is the, let's say, objective outcome of this behavior? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it helpful? Not helpful? I think there's always good examples that you can observe. And what, uh, what I had as experiences when you encounter very like senior, very bullish, sometimes maybe partly aggressive individuals that you need to take them head on, right? So you need to adapt yourself. Maybe it's not your comfort zone to be, let's say, the super bullish personality, but you need to be able to play with those individuals because um, if you're more in tune to or more susceptible to understand how the other person in the conversation clicks, I think that is how you can adapt and basically also make an impact for yourself. Emotional intelligence plays a huge role in becoming a successful leader. And it sounds like Andreas has really used his skills in this area to become the leader he's proud to be today. Absolutely. And yes, sometimes personalities can indeed clash in the workplace. But Andreas is reminded to take people head on and grab the bull by the horns, as it were, can make for a much more cohesive working environment. And with that, we have sadly come to the end of today's episode. I hope you've enjoyed hearing from Andreas. If you want to hear more of his insights, do be on the lookout tomorrow as we will be releasing his full written interview on the Gold website. Be sure to tune into our regularly scheduled podcast tomorrow as well, as we'll be sharing a great conversation with Rick Hollis, Customer and Business Excellence Director at Ibsen, about Pharma's new commercial model. It's not one to be missed. Until then, though, it's bye from us. See you next time. 